Hey, what's going on, champs? I'm Erin Deliosa. Welcome to an Immigrant's Life podcast, my podcast about immigrants and immigration and everything in between. Thank you for listening and downloading the show, and thank you for supporting my dad. Next week is the beginning of spring here in Canada, so I'd like to welcome it with a fun episode riddled with food talk. But before we get into that, I'd like to thank all the subscribers, followers, listeners of this podcast. I really appreciate you and your continuing support. And if you haven't subscribed to the podcast, please go ahead and do so, as it really helps us spread these incredible stories that we feature every week. Also, if you'd like to leave a positive review and give us a five star, that's appreciated too. Now, let's talk about this episode. This week's guest has started a food revolution based on her love of cooking Filipino food. And people like her always, always makes me proud to be a Filipino. Having said that, without further ado, let's get into the show. Isa, dalawa, tatlo. Today's guest is a chef, a food blogger, and a content creator. The second coming of Chef Nora Daza. Everyone, please welcome May Magnaye Williams. Hey! Kamusta? Kamusta po? Okay naman. Magandang araw dito sa London. It's really nice and sunny outside today. But it is still cold. <laughs> but the sun's out at least. What's, what's the weather like in um, Canada? It's like London right now. <laughs> <laughs> we swap. Yeah. Usually it's like gloomy in here, but today it's nice and sunny, which yeah. is good because when it's gloomy, you don't feel like doing anything. You kind of just want to cuddle up, you know, under your duvet and watch a film and just basically do nothing. <laughs> Eat champorado. Yes, champurado or kaya arroz caldo. Just anything soupy and hot. Mm-hmm. Like a, a mom's hug. Yeah. I love that. So we'll talk about more food later because I'm excited about sure. that. But let's focus on May. Where was May originally from? So um, I was born in Manila. My dad is from Batangas and my mom is from Leyte. Mm. Um, and then um, I moved to Leyte when I was seven, eight mm. years old because my parents um, worked in Taiwan for a little bit. Mm. And then, um, yeah, so after that, I came to the UK when I was 14 years old. My mom was um, working in the UK, so I came to follow her with my sister. Mm, wait, so... They went to Taiwan and they shipped you to Leyte, which is a province in Philippines. Who? Yes. Why? Why there? Because that's fun. Uh, be, yeah, it is. It's where my mom is from and all her relatives are there. So hmm. my aunts and uncle kind of looked after us, um, me and my sister. So different family. But because the town is so small, the barrio is so small, we hmm. kind of still see each other. Hmm. Um, so, yeah. Wait, they separate you? They separated us, yeah, for a little bit. How long is a little bit? Um, two. So they were in the U, uh, in the Taiwan for two years, mm. and then after that, the my mom's employer moved because they're Danish. They moved to the UK or transferred to the UK. So my mom went with them. Mm. So it was only just two years that we didn't live with each other. And then when my dad went back to Philippines, we lived with him in Makinhas in Leyte. 
Um, and then from then we stayed there until I was 14. Hmm. And my mom, she was able to get her um, indefinite stay. And then she was able to take me and my sister. Mm -hmm. Were they working together, your mom and dad? Yeah, yeah. Uh, to begin with, they were. They were... Um, My mom was looking after the Danish's family's um, children, and my dad was like a driver, um, gardener or something, handyman. Yeah, whatever, like a man's job, quote-unquote. Basically, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> did they know them from the Philippines, or did they apply through? Um, I think they applied for, yeah, through an agency or something at that time. And they, these people wanted a couple, or it just so happens? Yes, they wanted a couple. They wanted a yeah, a husband and wife or a couple, yeah. That is very unusual. Yeah, I mean, it was to them a lucky thing to do because at that time, you know, my dad was a taxi driver hmm. or whatever he could find to to do at that time to feed us. But Manila, you know, maybe it is until it is still now. Um, it's hard to find a job sometimes. So, you know, when they finally got the um, the offer to go to Taiwan, they said yes. Yeah. So how was Mace growing up in Makinhas? It's a small village, as I saw through Google or my yeah. five-minute research. <laughs> yes. It, actually, you know what? It's the most fun I've had. Mm. I think uh, I think as a child, as a... A young person, it was such an adventure. I didn't realize it at that time, but um, I feel blessed that I have spent that time in the province and not in the city mm. because I was able to really explore nature. Um, I didn't, like, I wasn't thankful at the time, but now as an adult, I feel like, oh my God, you know, the experience I had there, I wouldn't change that for the world you know having to live now growing up in the UK in the city in London you know I feel like I I had that moment and it's a really really good moment for me and it made me who the, who I am today because of that that time in the province you know just the freedom of if you're hungry or you're, you want a snack you can just climb a tree or you know use your chinelas to get you know oh let me get that um you know the little fruit thingy it's like Maybe. It looks like something. grapes. I mean, it, it looks like cherry, like little cherries. They're very small, yeah. So I, you I kind like of it. just like... Yeah. yeah you don't climb it? Oh, maybe. I mean, you know, you have chinelas also, but I probably will climb it, but it depends on the day, I think mm. it was. But um, or, or the star fruit. I know you're in Bayab, not Bayabas. Bayabas is uh, no, Balimbing. Balimbing. Oh, yeah. All you need is like... Salt, you know, because sometimes it's very Everything sour. Is salt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, just love it! Like even uh, my neighbors, they mm -hmm. probably they they would be making a snack, mm -hmm. a banana. They boil a banana, sabah. Some of them are a little bit ripe, and some of them are still green. And once they've cooked it, they would call out for me, May or Ezra. My first name is Ezra. Mm -hmm. Ezra, come here. So why? What is it? Oh, um, we've made some banana and some bagoong. Mm. Ooh, yes, I'm coming. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll go to my neighbor's house and share the snacks with them. I love that. I mean, here, you know, no one knows you. It, no They walk past you and don't even bother. <laughs> yeah. Unless you're a celebrity, maybe, but 
you know, that I love. I love the fact that the community is so close and and nice. Yeah, I love that too. Like, I, it's like they don't have much, but we always share. Yeah, exactly. You know? However, there's a dark side of that part is because everybody knows everybody's business. May oh. can't do nothing wrong because everybody's going to talk about May. Yeah, that is true. I mean, I remember having my first boyfriend or crush or something and everybody <laughs> knows about it. Like, oh my God, how the hell did he know? How did that Lolo know? Mm, <laughs> Why mm-hmm. is that Lolo talking about me? <laughs> do you know what I mean? It's like, dude, it's, you know, it's like um, we have a local newspaper or media person and mm-hmm. Yeah, that's one bad side about it. Everyone knows everybody. Exactly. But would you still choose that? You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. 100%. Mm. I mean, just don't do anything bad. If you do, make sure you hide it well. (laughs) (laughs) But you can't hide it because everybody's watching everybody. Well, you got to be good at it. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, obviously, you can do whatever you want to do. But... Mm -hmm. You know, don't do extra stupid, you know? Oh, yeah, for sure. Because everyone's watching. Mm, exactly. So talking about that, what kind of troubles did you get into? Oh, no, I was so good. Honestly, I was. I was a really good um, student. You know, I went to school. My, you can't do anything if your dad's there. Like, you'll get beaten up, you know? <laughs> the if. He says, like, come home by six o'clock. If you're not home, I'm going to be looking around for you with a big either belt or a stick and I'll stick you all the way home. And that just like to me, like, oh, yeah, got to go home, guys. You know, I don't care what this is. And it's fun. Mm. I had to go home. (laughs) Exactly. Because I don't want to be beat. No, you don't. You don't want to cross that line. You go home and get beat on the way home. And when you get home, you get extra beats. Exactly. I mean, <laughs> so you know, it's it's that's what it is. I think a lot a lot of Filipinos know about that as mm-hmm. well. For sure, my rule was I grew up with my my grandparents, as most of us, because you know, mom went to Hong Kong, like your family. Yeah. And the rule was because we live close by the church, and before the bell rings at six p.m., you better mm-hmm. be inside. Because if you're not inside, you know what's up. Yeah. She will. My grandparents will never look for us. They won't search for us. We just know. (laughs) Yeah. You know. Oh gosh. Oh my God, the beats, man. We. She used to have my (laughs) grandma. Well, my grandpa first, then he passed away, and then my grandma. We used to have inside, like as soon as you get in the door by the by the door frame. There's a part there that yeah. they hide the stick. This stick is made of flat, flat wood, nara wood. You know how hard those things are. Like they're like steel. Made oh my of wood, god! Right? <laughs> yeah. Yo, that thing yeah. broke on yeah. us. It wasn't Painful. on me. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> we don't get beat as much. That's the main Did rule. You have brothers and sisters. I do have. Uh, I do have yeah. siblings, but. You know how it is, like you yeah. said, like we live in a communal place. Like even my cousins, which is not my grandma's really grandkids. You know how it is, right? In the Philippines, everybody's a Lola. Yeah. She beats them up anyway. <laughs> you, you, 
Exactly. You included in this too. You you're influencing him. All right. I'll beat you up as well. Oh, it's funny. I mean, looking back to it now, it's it's a funny experience. Mm. But I bet at that time we were shitting ourselves. Sorry, <laughs> we were just like, "Oh my god, I'm gonna die." Yeah, and <laughs> I, I always remember that feeling. You know that feeling that if your sibling or your cousin getting beat and you're not getting beat, and you're like, "Oh my god, I feel bad for them," but thank God it's not me. Yeah, when you see them getting beat up, you mm. kind of just like, "Don't move." Don't glitch. Don't just don't do anything because one thing, movement, speech, nothing. Because it could turn on you. Just oh. sit there like a statue. <laughs> don't block their way. You have to anticipate where they're going. Because if you're in the way, you're gonna be like, "Ikaw isakapa." Yeah, 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 yeah. It's true. It's true. You just you just stand there like a statue somewhere out of the way. <laughs> oh my god, that's horrible. But However, most of, mm-hmm. at least my family, they're loving people, right? Mm. They're just, yeah. you know, I don't know about yeah. you guys, but, but we were just poor. Yeah, yeah. Right? They have to, they have the stress of like, what are we going to eat tomorrow? How can yeah. we feed these kids? How can we educate? How can, you know what I mean? There's a lot of pressure. Exactly. So seven-year-old mom went to England, you said? Or not Taiwan. Uh, yes. Yeah. So, Go ahead. So, yep. Uh, my parents went to Taiwan when I was seven. Um, they were there for about two years. Mm-hmm. And then um, my, my, my dad went back to the Philippines and my mom continued with the same employer to England. Um, so she has been working with them for, I think, four years. And then she was able to get her um, indefinite stay. Mm-hmm. And then when I came here when I was... 14 years old Mm -hmm. it was hard actually because it was sort of like you're taken from one environment to a completely different environment and I think at that time um, my mom just chose whatever school that's available because it was in the middle of the year and you know it's not necessarily the great school Mm -hmm. that she put me in um, but it was something that she could have at that time because you can't really not have any school. I think it's part of the process of coming to the UK mm. that you have to enroll your children to a school and then, yeah, or the state will give you, we call it the council, but state will give you um, a school, wherever it is. It could be far. Mm. Did you want it to move? Um, my parents separated. So in a oh. way I did. So I thought, okay, um, it might be good. Uh, different sort of environment and things like that and my mom kind of you know she was like it would be good for your education to be educated in the UK and and things like that and there'll be more opportunities for you there rather than here Hmm. in the Philippines so you know who am I to say no so we went me and my sister my sister was so I was 14 years old and my sister was seven or six she's younger than me a lot younger than me that's a big gap it is a huge gap yeah there was a lot of sacrifices my parents had to do uh, moving away from you know working outside the Philippines going abroad mm. yeah it's... but it's 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 what you have to do a lot of the time like you said you know parents scratch their head thinking how the hell are we going to feed these kids mm. 
or clothe them or give them an education, a good yeah. education. Yeah. So, you know, sacrifices has to be made. Yeah. Um, my mom left when I was eight. She went to Hong Kong for two years, come back for a month. And that lasted for like until I was pretty much when I moved to Canada. So I grew up mm. without her pretty much, you know. Yeah. I, you know, I saw her when I was 20. Oh, wow. Mm. Yeah, so it was a long time. But I, but even when I was young, I, I knew that, like, okay, we need to do this or else mm. nothing will happen. Yeah, yeah, it's true. I think um, because it's such a, it's not, it's a common thing in the Philippines, you know, somebody moving abroad or parents going abroad to work. I think as children, we understand why they have to do it. And don't get me wrong, I tried to um, convince my mum to stay one Christmas, she comes home one every Christmas. And one Christmas I said, look, Ma, um, you don't need to go abroad. I don't mind going to a state school because at this time she was putting me to a private school. Mm. I said, I don't mind going to just the, the national high school or something in, in Bye Bye. Mm. Um, you know, just as long as you stay here because I knew there was a problem in their marriage. And um, I said, just, just stay home, just stay here. But she insisted that she has to be away because she wanted us to have a better life. Mm-hmm. you know better education and i guess that's her sacrifice and that's what she did yeah that i thought of that too with my mom i i get it like this is the way for us to be better but you're sacrificing my youth you're missing out like time right mm-hmm. do, do you think their body's so used to it that yeah this is just what we do now I think so. I think that they have gotten used to working. I mean, my mom is now 65, I think. I don't know. I'm not really sure. <laughs> Nobody knows mom's age. <laughs> I mean, I, I keep forgetting my own age, let alone her age. <laughs> so she she's still working. And she just recently retired from working in the school, like mm. as a as their cleaner. Mm. And um, she said, yeah, I'm, I'm retiring. And I said, are you really retiring? <laughs> I said, well, I still have my part-time, you know, Mrs. So-and-so, you know, they need the cleaning in the house and this this family needs babysitting, ironing. It's like, oh, okay. So you're not really retiring then, are you? They don't know what retirement means. No, they don't. But she said, one thing she did say, because um, living in the UK, maybe it's the same in Canada, the ticket to go to Philippines is so expensive during the school holidays. Mm. So when she was working in the school, she could only go and go to Philippines during the school holidays, and the, the tickets like more fifty percent extra. And she said, "Now I can just go, and it's cheaper during school term, mm. and I can stay longer." And I said, "Well, okay, in that case, that's fine then. Yeah. You can still do your part time." And for them, I think um, they're so used to working every day and so hard. It's their lifestyle now. It's not even job. It's not even a job. It's a mm. lifestyle for them. Mm. And money just is an extra. It's a bonus. Because if they don't do anything, like if they just stay at home and watch Netflix or whatever, they'll go nuts. They'll go um, insane. 
They will, yeah. Yeah, literally. Like I said to my mom, like, yo, you know, you don't have to work, right? Like you can just relax. I get it. For you to do something to make you feel like you're doing something, there's a goal. Yeah, you know, once mm. once in a while, do something. But she's like, no, 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 no. When she stay home, she cleaned the whole house, which is immaculate already. <laughs> It's true. There's only so much you can do with cleaning the house. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I'm sure your mom's doing the same thing. Like, mom, stop, sit down, let's just eat or do something. No, 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 we need to clean. Yeah, it's true. That's always a thing. And she, my, my mom does love tennis, though. She loves mm. playing tennis. Green. So that's one thing she does uh, on a weekend, like on a Saturday. She has a tennis court near her house and she would go, I think there's a, there's a local club, so she would go and play with them. So that's one thing she 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 loves doing. And um, it's, it's good because it will keep her moving and not just like working all the time. Mm. And, and that she really loves doing. Love, love, love tennis. Mm. So you moved to London? No, I moved to to the UK with my mum. So I stayed in Kent oh, for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I went there to like, uh, I think it's an equivalent to high school mm-hmm. in the Philippines. So uh, secondary school here, we call it. And then after secondary school, you have your test. Uh, and then you go to college or we call it sixth form college. And um, I said, Ma, um, I went to London and... I really like it there. There are so many people out there of color because where we lived, it's predominantly a white um, area. And, you know, I didn't have a good experience in school with bullying and stuff like that. Let's talk about that. What kind of bullying? What what did they say to you? Um, Just accent and kind of like not including me to, you know how girls, it's an all-girls school. Mm. So excluding me in their like groups and things like that, you know, um, sort of like gossiping and looking at you. And somebody tried to sort of like wanted to fight me. And I said, go ahead. (laughs) I said, go ahead. She's ready to fucking die. Do it. (laughs) We live or die now. I said, yeah, do it. And she was like, she wasn't sure if she should. So she moved away. She thought up. Because I'm short as well. I'm 5'2". Well, mm. at that time, I probably was just like 5'10 or 5'11". I grew mm. a little bit. But mm. at that time, I was like, yeah, do it. <laughs> <laughs> so she was like, ooh, she's spicy. Exactly. What she's thinking. And um, she moved away. So they kind of like still talked about me, and but didn't do anything physical. Like mm. cool names, things like that, but didn't do anything physical. And I hanged around with the other people of color, and okay. there's probably like maybe five of us in the cl- in the the whole school. Mm. So I said to my mom, I mean, I saw what London was like. I said, "Ah, oh, definitely when I moved to to London to study." So that's what I did because I said, "Look, I can't stay um, here." going to drive me crazy like from my house to the school i have to take the bus and it's like an hour's drive now drive yeah because it's so far away it's out of nowhere mm-hmm. it's in the sticks as they say here what happened to dad when you moved he stayed in the philippines he stayed okay. with his family in batangas mm-hmm. and um just be with his family really but i kept in touch with him he um 2000 
2010 or was it 2011 he passed away oh sorry so, to hear that. just okay um you know it was a it was a hard moment because i was close with my dad and um he he taught me how to cook so he's a very important person in my life you know he was um i looked up a lot to him and mm-hmm. he did spoil me so you know <laughs> i got to be him isn't it <laughs> um yeah, I wish that he stayed longer to to see what have happened to me. But maybe I might have a different career if he didn't pass away. Um, so I got into food because I was mourning for him. It was my way of keeping close because we had we spent quite a lot of time cooking together and him teaching me how to cook Filipino dishes and just doing things you know he would pick me up after school in high school or um elementary and then he would take us to like pantalan it's like what's that what's that in english it's like a a dock it's a wharf yeah like a boat thingy and they have they used to have restaurants like Mm. off the dock um barbecue places and things like that so we would go there he'll have a beer or something and then my sister will have barbecue and we'll have our dinner there and then we'll go home or sometimes he'll come at lunchtime pick pick us up and he'll have baton with us and he would drive to near the pantalan by the sea and we'd we'd eat lunch there Mm -hmm. um in this little jeepney you know the little jeep not the, the passenger jeepney but the smaller jeepney oh yeah owner type jeep yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. And I remember there's a little TV at the front. It's so cool. <laughs> and I was like, oh, my God, this is the coolest car ever, you know. Mm-hmm. And, um, oh, we've done, we've done so many things. So mm. he's definitely, definitely missed. Was he a storyteller? Um, I don't think so. Mm. No. I don't remember him telling a story. No, I don't mm-hmm. think he's a storyteller. Te- His friends are. I think after drinking... A few beers. He'd become a storyteller of whatever it is. I, I didn't really listen to it. <laughs> and he started, he started speaking English too. <laughs> oh, yes. Always. Uh, always after. But there's always Pulutan. So that's what I remember. Him cooking something. Or mm. he loves going to Sabong. And he has his own um, rooster to, to fight. So he's been grooming this rooster to be a fighter. And training him. And... They would go to the to the fight, and a lot of the time he would win. And he'll mm-hmm. bring the um, the the loser rooster, and they would make tenola with it. And then out the beers, obviously mm-hmm. I can't have any, but I'm just like I love listening to them talk about whatever, mm-hmm. like to each other, to his friends. They he's a storyteller. They would. I think they're just missing, to be honest. I don't know. I was just I sit there and just listen to them, whatever it might be. Mm-hmm. It's hilarious. Or they would but um go to like a blockbuster type um places in Philippines and um but borrow um films and then come back and then we would watch it while eating the tinola and talk about their winnings or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's always food involved. He loved um, planting, um, so he would he planted vegetables at the back of our house, and we had some chickens. We had we had one pig, female pig, and then um, she gave birth to a few piglets. That was so cute. And then um, we had flowers at the front 
of our house. Mm-hmm. So that was what I grew up and it's it's really nice. This is why I said, you know, like I was close to nature and food, you know, food is readily there for us to to have um, in comparison to here. So we had like a mini farm in a way. And if you wanted to have a different type of vegetables that you don't have, you can go to your neighbor and sort of like, can we exchange or can I buy this off you? But normally they'll just give it to you anyway because yeah. there's so many. Yeah. Well, like that you explained and sh- tell us like how your house works. It was like exactly my house. My dad was the same thing. Like he always has a plant in the front of the house. And when you're about to eat or oh, you're missing up like, I don't know, like uh, ingredients, he'll, he'll just come out, grab something and then, you know, add it on. Yeah. Yeah. That's beautiful. When you moved to London, he stayed in the Philippines, but you go back to visit him once in a while. Yeah. Um, since I moved to London, I've always tried to go back every two years to Philippines with the children as well, because hmm. I wanted them to grow up knowing their own culture. And hmm. this is the first, this is the longest that we haven't gone back to Philippines. So the last time we went back was 2018 hmm. for a friend's wedding. And we haven't left um, to go there since. So to visit Philippines. And it's really, really sad because. Um, my cousin's children are mm-hmm. almost the, uh, actually the same age as my children, and they've become friends also. Mm. But when the when they saw each other, they were like you know like tiny kids, and then now they're all the laga. They're all young ladies now, and it's so different. But they see each other on social media. So, mm. you know, somebody would post like a TikTok thing. It's like, oh, mama, look at what blah, blah, blah is doing. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and that's how they talk to each other. And it looks so different because the last time we saw them, they're like babies. Now mm-hmm. they're young ladies. It's completely different. Crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You mentioned social media. And I tried to like think about my when it us growing up without mom or dad. And now they have FaceTime. Remember back in the days, we don't have nothing? <laughs> no, we don't. Like if we wanted to speak to our moms or our family abroad, hmm. we would travel to the main town. <laughs> I love your PLDT. You go to the PLDT. It's like a phone, uh, I don't know, I don't phone know booth. Like a phone booth, yes. Hmm. And then you go, oh, um, we have a scheduled something or call this number or whatever. And then from this end, they would get, hi, ma'am, we have Mr. or <laughs> Mrs. blah, 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 blah. Would you like a, a collect call or something like that? Mm. Would you like to accept the call? That was a winner, yes. And then, you know, oh, and then we go all in the booth. And we squeeze in there like, uh, and we t- we wait for our turn to speak. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, ma, I want shoes, okay, or whatever. <laughs> I love that. Like, you, while you're cr- while you're crying and people was looking at you. <laughs> yeah, and it's like see through boost as well, isn't it? Mm. And you're all crammed in there. Like, okay, is it my turn to speak yet? <laughs> oh my god, man! For us, we didn't have to go to like any booth or whatever. It was our neighbor which is like a few doors down. For some reason, in my area, there's only one person that has a phone. (laughs) I'm like, and they're not like like the richest person or anything, but for some reason, they're the one who has the phone and no one else. No one else that I know of. 
So they are the phone. So what my mom was used to do was call that phone, tell the owner of the phone, like, hey, by the way, I'm, you know, like, can you please call my kids? So that owner will run to our place <laughs> and say, yo, your mom's calling. You better move. So you move, you uh, go, you know, and you just talk to mom. And sometimes you're crying and because you, you miss your mom and all this stuff. It's just like, it's felt so weird. But I'm grateful to this family because really they didn't have to do it, right? Yeah, yeah, you're right. I mean, they don't have to, but that's the community love that we have back in the Philippines. Mm. Yeah, so um, if you see that picture, it's in the middle of nowhere. No one has a phone. Mm. And I remember at that time, we only have one channel. I think it was <laughs> Channel 9 or something, because it's like behind you, that picture, it's all mountains. You know, the... There's no signal, but I love it. Like mm. every time I go there, I'm always telling my kids, this is the river where I used to wash our clothes. This is where we had fun swimming with my friends. And that's where we did barbecue. You know, it was so innocent. Nothing like today, you know. Um, I think it's just really good fun to have that experience in there growing up. Yeah. How was your kids' experience going back to your roots? Like, did they enjoy it? They're like, Dad, Mom, this is an amazing place. We should stay. Uh, no, they didn't actually have that excitement. <laughs> they sort of like, so that picture, we went through the river and there are tall grass and, you know, nature, you know. And they were, we were, I was walking through the grass and sort of, they were walking very, squeamish on the grass or on the mud and everything and I just said look come on this is nature you know we, we're, we're in one with nature mm. um, we went into the river it's not actually very deep it's probably like uh, knee high deep or something mm -hmm. on yeah up to your knees um, oh this is nice and I said to them look it's nice but it's nicer when I was here because now you can actually see like trash, mm. rubbish being thrown into the river. I said, oh, they need to do this, um, this rubbish, get rid of it because now it's becoming horrible. It used to be much nicer before. And I've noticed also that the river has become, there's less water in the river. And I don't know what's happening, you know, where it's stopping it or it's just nature doing something or people doing something because it's a long river mm -hmm. coming, uh, passing to where we are. I, I don't know very much about it. But I, I said to my husband, Adrian, you know, when we go back to the Philippines and go to my mom's area, I want to find out like what's going on in this rubbish um, throwing in here. And I, I remember going down there and I see my mom's boxes with her name on it. And I said, hmm. what the hell is this? You're ruining my river, <laughs> you know? And I, I went back to the house and I said, Ma, please, come on. Why did you throw it in there? And she said, no, I didn't throw it in there. Some, she must have asked somebody to throw it away and they just threw it there. And I said, well, you know, that's not good. Somebody needs to clear that up. Wait, what do you mean? Like somebody threw her boxes in the river? Yeah. You know, like um, Malik Bayan boxes. Mm. So it's empty, but I and can see. And somebody just threw it there? 
Yeah. Oh, and I man. just thought, oh, no, that's not good. That's not good. And I don't want to be responsible for that, even though it's her box. But, you know, she should know better. Tell them to burn it or burning might not be good either. But <laughs> something, something, not not here. There yeah. must be a rubbish collection. But again, this is like infrastructure in Philippines that mm. maybe needs change. But it's just a shame. But my, my girls love it going back to Philippines. They love the beach. They love all the food and everything. But going into my mom's place was uh, an eye-opening for them. Mm-hmm. They were very scared of ants. And I said, <laughs> look, the black ant, don't be scared. They don't bite. They're good ants. Just blow it to get them off you. The red ants, that's definitely something you need to kill because mm. they will bite you. And they were like, okay, okay. And I remember one of the youngest, my youngest daughter, she had a black ant crawling on her leg. Mm. And she was like, <laughs> she was so scared. It was hilarious. I said, it's, it, it won't bite you. It's fine. Yeah, exactly. You know? So before you get into the food industry, what were you doing before that? Oh, before that, actually, I, I got into cooking quite early. Mm. Um, but before that, I I got married at 20 and I had my first daughter at 21. Mm. And um, um, we were kind of frustrated with the Filipino community in the UK. So we decided to put together a, an organization. It was called Philippine Generations. Mm. It's a non-for-profit. But the main aim for the group was to um, educate, inspire and empower Filipinos in the UK, especially the younger Filipinos. So I wasn't working at that time because I stayed at home with my daughter. So we all did it like part-timely kind of thing. So I thought even if I'm not working, I could gain some skills um, in uh, community organization and things like that, events. And, you know, I learned quite a lot, you know, learning by myself, looking at um, things online. I learned bookkeeping. I learned how to do um, different things like management and um, even a little bit about policies in the organization, legal stuff. Um, so we all had to learn it all by ourselves. Mm. We even had language classes for children and adults. That one was um, was really good. And I, I really wanted to keep it um, because a lot of the Filipinos in the UK, second generation, didn't speak it because when they went to school, um, the teachers actually discouraged them to speak their language. No. So, yeah. It's true. Um, my husband experienced it. A lot of the people I know here experienced it. So we had a lot of adult um, students who wanted to learn Filipino language um, because they couldn't do it at home because they were discouraged. Their parents like, don't speak, um, don't speak your mom's language at home. Just speak English so you can speak better English kind of thing. But now they encourage other language. It was okay. a bit backwards you know, back then. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, it was such a fun thing to do. Um, we probably, how long did we? Maybe eight years. Wow. We were doing that. Yeah. And then in between, I started um, doing um, part-time catering at the same time. But yeah, w- but towards the end, we couldn't really put as much effort to it now. Um, 
So we just had to stop it, mm. which is sad, actually. But at the same time, you know, you, it's hard to keep up with the organization. So we just thought, oh, we'll keep we'll, le- we'll keep their social media just mm. so people can look at it. But we, we don't do anything anymore. Speaking of social media, Food with May. I love the page. Yeah. It's the best. Thank you. <laughs> I love Thank your you. food, man. Every time I watch it, I get mad at you because like, you cannot post good food because I'm going to get hungry. <laughs> And I'm going to be true. fat. I, <laughs> I, get, I get a lot of messages like that. Why are you doing this? <laughs> oh, I hate you right now. I'm like, oh, God, maybe I should stop posting <laughs> no, things. No, 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 continue. <laughs> we love Like no, the, no. the last you did, the empanada, I'm like, this is not food. This is art. Thank you. I, you know what? I have like, I said, look, if I don't become successful doing food, maybe I can be a, a photographer or a food stylist or mm. something. So I'm learning all those things at the same time. Mm. But it looks like Filipino food is on the rise in the UK. You know, we mm. have a lot of people opening um, Filipino businesses. So I'm so happy because when I first started um, catering, you know, mm. there's hardly any Filipino places. Mm-hmm. Maybe there's like three or four restaurants um in london mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and i thought i was frustrated because i'm like come on guys do something with filipino food tell more people about it do more exciting things mm-hmm. it was just so like out of that frustration you know i said i'm gonna do um at the time i said i'm gonna do supper clubs mm-hmm. because the supper club it's like I think in America, it started in the US, or maybe in New York or something. They called it the underground restaurant or an anti-restaurant or something like that. And um, I said, look, I'm going to do that too. I'm going to do, do that in the UK because you don't need a venue. You can do it from your house and you invite all these strangers. Kind of scary, but you put like processes in there. And the main thing is for me to cook Filipino food as if, they're coming to your home, which it, it is. It was. They came to, to my home. And I'm not going to, like, dumb it down or I'm not going to do anything to suit their palate. I'm going to cook it as how you would cook it for another another Filipino or mm. family. And um, I, it, it was received really, really well. And I mm. wanted, like, to explain where the food came from, you know, what region, why is this adobo has coconut in it, mm. uh, or why is the balot eaten this way, or, you know, things like I really did throw a lot of things to my guests. Mm. And they were so, you know, they were good sport because, you know, they came, they knew the, the menu, but they were so, like, uh, interested in the food and the culture as well that they were willing to to have fun, you know, and and be more adventurous with it all. So it was um, a really good way to sort of introduce Filipino food out there. Mm -hmm. And um, for me, it was kind of like a testing ground to see how far can I push it. Like um, other cultures, like Chinese, it has been going on for a long time, Thai food, and then the Korean food came into scene and things like that. And people all of a sudden became more adventurous. Mm. And I just thought, you know, we could do that. Filipinos could do this as well. Our food is good. No, you know, we, are, we have the best food. I always talk shit about Because we have everything. We have the Spanish. We have the, the Chinese. We have the American. We have, we have everything. 
Yeah, it is true. It is true. We have the best food in Asia because of the different diverse influences that we have in our food. It's hard to explain it. It's long-winded, but it's true, you know, and it, and you can tell it by our food. Um, you know, they I think the what the what's missing is the education side to it. Somebody mm. need to educate non-Filipinos why it's called adobo mm. or why it's called uh, Aroscaldo or why it's called Binodo. You know, where mm. did the Mexican come into this? Where did <laughs> the Americans, why do we have sweet spaghetti? Why do we have burgers? Why do we have fried chicken? You know, mm. so it was for them. They were like, oh my God, I didn't know Spain was in Philippines. Honest to God, like 90% didn't know, British people didn't know that Spain colonized Philippines for 300 plus years. So yeah, it's... um. It was a really, really good sort of time to introduce Filipino food. That's and amazing. I know that I've inspired a lot of people um, to open their own um, businesses and just to be proud of their food. Like mm -hmm. show your friends what Filipino food is because it's good. Show them bagong. Give them bagong. Oh, wait, them I don't know about bagong. One minute. <laughs> Let's not show bagong first. Let's, so, you know, slowly, slowly, you know. <laughs> You know, it's it's gotta be done. It is what it is. You know, but in saying that, in saying that now, like the restaurants that the new um, breed of Filipino restaurants in the UK have been putting bagoong on their menu, mm. and it's going. That's and good. Filipinos, you know, love that. I love that. I love the fact that they are bold enough to do that because to be proud of something, you know, you don't want to just hide. You you don't want to just show something you know, that's pleasantly good to look mm -hmm. at. You mm -hmm. want to show everything, good yeah. and bad. Not that Bagoong is bad, but it's, it has a bad impression. <laughs> it's, it has a bad, you know, image. And we need to get that image to a good image because mm. it has the omami flavors. Mm. You know, um, it has flavor. That's what we have flavors, you know. That's what makes pinak bet. Like, everybody loves pinak bet. And it has Bagoong, so... Mm -hmm. But by the way, let me just clear up something. I don't really like bagoong. <laughs> you don't? No. I mean, I like it with the mango. Oh, okay. Yes. With, with mango, that I like. But there's, I'm very specific with my food. You know. However, I also, I grew up eating meat. I don't really eat vegetable as much. Because my, mm, my mm. grandma was a butcher. So we have always oh, meat. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I love that what you're saying. Because like, now, like, now I see it more. That mm. you know on the social media on TV. Speaking of TV, can you tell the mm. story how you get on TV? I love the story. Oh yeah, so um, <laughs> I was doing my supper clubs and um, online uh, on, by email. Somebody sent me an email asking if I wanted to get involved in this show that Mary Berry is doing, and this was back in 2016. And um, I said, yeah, of course, I'll do it. You know, I didn't even have to think twice. I was just like, yeah, do it. you know, and she was like, oh, what can you cook for us? We're doing Easter Sunday. So I'm on the Easter Sunday um, part. So there are people doing the Easter Friday as well. But um, they probably thought, oh, yeah, Easter Sunday for Philippines. And they know Philippines is a big Christian country. So mm. it makes sense to have Philippines um, as part of the show. And um, I said, okay, um, in, in, in Philippine culture, kakanin, which is the rice cake, rice cakes are a big part of uh, the Holy Week because you 
a lot of Filipinos, especially the older generations, the devoted generations, they um, they fast during the week. Mm. And maybe they don't eat on a Friday for Good Friday, or they only have rice or seafood or something like that, or mm. just kakanin, just the rice cakes, until Sunday. So... I don't think they liked that very much. So they said, let's just do lechon. Mm. So they put me on to do the lechon. And I just, to me, like previous to that um, appearance, Philippines was on TV too, not long before that. And it was for a typhoon. Devastated. I think it's either Ondoy or Yolanda or something like that. It was, it was big enough to reach the news in the UK. And I said, oh, we're always put on a bad light, you know, or a scandal about a Filipino or blah, 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 kidnapping or, you know, things like that. And I just thought this will just be a different image. Like Philippines will be put on a different light, on a positive light that Mm. will just, you know, like make Filipinos even more proud about their heritage and where they're from and nothing malicious about it. Mm. And that's what I love about that that program and every year almost every year I think every year actually because every year I get a message to say oh man you're on tv and they take a picture of their tv and this is like 2016 dude they don't even pay me they didn't pay you no no this is like yeah there's no pay I mean there's no pay to get to show it every year but to be honest every year I get people streaming into my social so i guess it's a it's a good thing um it doesn't matter for me it was like community work mm, yeah but they make money off their community work it's true i need to send a bill to uh mary berry you know what i mean <laughs> i watch the video i'm like yo what's <laughs> up girl i want that i want that on in canada like i don't we have filipino channel here but i want to see it like in you know national tv i'm what i'm saying you know like like i want a may I'm sure there's someone here that I don't know of, but no one that like enough to give impact. Like, oh man, she's killing it, showing this old white lady what lechon is. Oh, she's hilarious though. She's such a lovely lady, like your typical Lola. She mm. was so nice um, and very professional. You know, she would make mistakes in between, and she'll okay, I'll do that again, and she would just do it. She's just like. And then she'll start again. She was mm. so good. I was I was so inspired by mm. her and that and that experience. And, I, and that's what I take from it. Even though even though I would have loved to get paid, but you know that experience. And I think um, just showing what Philippines are is in a good light. Is mm. it's really good for me because I think at that time it wasn't really like not many people know what even Philippines in the map is you know like mm. it's so underrated here like no one knows about it and now everybody knows about it mm. everybody knows about adobo a lot of a lot of people know about filipino food um uh, which for me is a a good thing because now we can do other things mm. doors were open to filipinos in the uk and there has been a lot of um appearances on tv after me you know uh uh, like rex now he's on um the jamie book challenge show or something so it's all good i mean it's it's opening yeah it's opening doors to to many more filipinos and that's a great thing Uh, of course man i mean like you know jokoi the comedian right 
Yes. Like he has that joke that like our lumpia is better than Shanghai roll. I'm like, hells yeah, man. <laughs> Not even close. <laughs> yes, our lumpia is the best. We have so many different types of lumpia. You can't go wrong in any of them. You know, but I tell people when they go like, oh, you're Filipino. I'll have a friend. I'm like, stay away from them. They're going to make you fat because that's what they do. They'll cook amazing food, feed you, and then you gain weight and then call you fat. Oh my God, it's true, right? I, I'm actually a feeder. I'm a feeder. I feed mm. people. Basically, when we have like people over, I, I choose the dishes that I want to eat, but, but I don't want to eat by myself. So I feed mm. people too. So I make extra so they can have, you know, they can have it when they come here and maybe mm. take some home as well. And I think Filipinos in general, you know, we just love feeding people. We love seeing people eat and we love feeding people. Because in all honesty, like, when I cook, especially when I do supper clubs or catering or something, I don't eat until I, until I get home. Mm. So maybe I'll have a coffee in the morning and I'm cooking all day until I serve in the evening. I might have like a biscuit in between. But then I don't eat because I'm not hungry. You, you smell all this food. You taste some of the food. Mm. But then I'm not hungry until I get home. Mm -hmm. When I get home, like, Oh, there best be like a leftover lumpia or something. I'm freaking starving literally all day. I've not eaten anything. So I, I go into my bag before I tidy it all up. And I'm like, oh, thank God, it's a leftover kare kare. I can have that. Or I can have some lumpia or some pancit. Oh, yeah. I love that too. I think Filipinos are foodies. Hell foodies yeah. by nature. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I love, I, what I love about us is, while we're eating and talking shit to each other and talking shit to other people that is not on the table, we're talking about food that we're going to eat maybe later. <laughs> yeah, it's we're true. planning food that we're not, we're still eating and we're still planning food already. <laughs> it's true. It's true. And it's, it's crazy. We have food in our mind all the time. Yeah, we're exactly. like so we're ha we're having this food now, but I want to have that later on. Like, yeah, I don't or, know how we fit or food it. that you just ate like two days ago. Oh my god, it's true. Like, it's oh, remember true. that puto the other day? It was so good while you're eating. <laughs> oh, I love that. We just and you know what? My mom actually, when she sees me after lockdowns, she's like, "Oh, you're fat." It's like, <laughs> oh, so she goes. Oh, you gain weight. Look at your mm. face. It's so round. It's true. Though. I have gained weight since since the lockdown. I'm like, mm -hmm. oh my God, I've got the second chin. This appears out of nowhere. Mm. Everybody gained oh weight. Oh my God. But I love yeah. I love that your mom says, oh, you gain weight. You're fat. And then I'm sure the next sentence is like, did you eat? Yeah. She goes, <laughs> oh, what are we having for dinner? Oh, what are we having for lunch? Shall we go somewhere to eat now? Like, <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> Just go, 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 go. Yeah, we love food so much. Oh, me too, man. But however, I don't cook. My grandma was a great cook. She was a great, great cook. She was one of she's one of those like in my our town that if there's a party or a wedding, she's the person to go to. And she's oh, the one wow. that, you know, walks around, grab like a spoon and like, this one's meaning missing salt. This one's missing this. I'm like, how do you know? Oh, I'm know. scared now. I'm just scared for your grandma to try my food ever, oh. if ever I come to Philippines. Unfortunately, she passed away last year. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah, yeah. It's all good. But yeah, that's one thing I miss about. But the funny thing is when I was growing up with my friends, most of my friends, they can cook like your dad. Mm. Right. By the way, his name is Pepe, right? 
Yes, Pepe. So that's his nickname. Yeah, Pepe. Like my like Pepe is a good example. Like my friends are like that. They can cook like really well. I'm the one who just eats. So I'm like, wait a minute. I'm from my grandma who's like a famous cook or chef or whatever yeah. you want to call it. And I cannot cook. It doesn't make sense, you know? So one day I go up to her. She was cooking. Yeah. I think it was Sinigang. I'm like, grandma, mm. teach me how to cook. I want to cook. And she's like, she gave me this like look like, I'm stupid or something. She's like, yeah. why? She's like, well, someday, you know, I'm going to get married. I want to cook for my wife. She's like, you know Aww. what she said to me? She's like, shut the fuck up, go to the table and wait for the food. <laughs> you know what it is actually also? So why why I started learning how to cook? Because uh, in the absence of my mom, hmm. my dad thought, okay, one day, in, in, con- in contrast to what you were saying, so my dad said, one day you will get married and you need to cook for your husband. Mm. This is why she, he made me look at him, watch him while he cooks so I could learn and help him in the kitchen to cook food because he was just looking after my future, I suppose. <laughs> He's just like, you have to, you have to like cook for your, your husband one day. So you need to learn. Yeah. Yeah. With me, you know. <laughs> no, because it's it's not it's a, it's not a man thing apparently unless you're really passionate about it. No, see, this is the weird thing about it. Okay, because she taught my dad how to cook. Oh, I'm like, why are you teaching him how to cook? You don't teach me how to cook. So my dad is like an amazing <laughs> cook, right? Oh wow, his number one is Bicol Express because he's from Bicol, and he makes this Bicol oh. Express. Oh, to this day, my friends from the Philippines talks about that Bicol Express every day. I love Bicol Express. Oh, my I God. love Bicol Express so much. I love Bicolano's food. I, I mm. just like the coconut and the fish and the chili and alamang and everything. I just love all of that. And I would yeah. like to try your dad's Bicol Express one day. Yeah, of is course. He, is he living in Philippines? No, he lives here. He lives, he lives there. Oh, yeah. I'll come to Canada then. <laughs> I've never been to Canada before. so Come by. He's, he, my family are so... I'm a bit of an introvert. Even though I mm. do podcasting, but my family, which annoys me, are <laughs> friends to everyone. Like they just bought a house like a few years ago, in mm. a neighborhood are like most of people are speak French. Dude, they were giving out food like Bicol Express or Pancet oh, or whatever. No. So now everybody loves them, like in a split second. <laughs> Well, that's one way of making friends to the neighbors, I suppose. Yeah, but I love. <laughs> yeah, of course, but I love that like. For the lack of a better word, audacity that like, oh, I'm going to give them food. They don't care if they like it or not. They just give food anyway, you know? Yeah. And sometimes we have a party. My mom's like, oh, let's give the neighbor the, the, the pancet or the, <laughs> and, like, I know, like pinakbet. I'm like, are you sure they're going to eat that? Because that's a weird looking food. Like, no, 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 no. They're going to take it. They're going to take it. Watch. They're going to like food. I remember one time we went camping. Like, you know, there's like, I don't know if you, I'm sure they do it in London. Like, you know, tent yeah. or whatever. So we yeah, had like yeah, yeah. a quote-unquote neighbor. This is like yeah. two white person. So yeah. they were passing by. They're passing by to use our land to go through the loo or whatever. And my mom's like, why don't we give them food? I'm like, mom, yeah. we don't know these people. We don't even know if they like food. <laughs> like, no, 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 no. They will like our food. So they gave them, lum- <laughs> I think it was lumpia they're cooking. Oh, yeah. my God. These people came back. They oh. ate, came like, this is very good. Can I have more? <laughs> Oh dear. But do you know what? You can't go wrong with it, with lumpia. Oh, Everybody okay. loves lumpia. Like it's lumpia. the first I sometimes I hate making lumpia because 
while you're cooking it, it, <laughs> it disappears. I'm like, so I get, I get so angry sometimes. Like, can I just cook it? No, it has to be fresh. <laughs> like, let me cook it so I can put it on the table. It doesn't even get there sometimes. Like, while you're cooking, you're there standing all day cooking. And they're kind of like, oh, can I have one? And then they'll pick one. Like, oh. Okay, I guess you can't say that. You're like, you're, like you're cooking it, you put it on the plate, there's like 10 of them, you go back, you go back, it's like two. Yeah, it's so quick. Like, but it takes you so long to roll every yeah. single one. Oh my God. <laughs> they, don't, they don't care, they don't care. My husband hates rolling it too because when he was young, his mom asked him to help rolling spring rolls because okay. she used to do catering as well. Okay. So now I'm like, oh, babe, can you just help me roll it? And he's like, oh. <laughs> no, I don't want to torture PTSD. <laughs> yeah. Oh, she like, oh, okay, I'll do it. And he's like, just sit there. But now the girls are a bit older. They help roll the spring rolls. And uh. now they hate rolling the spring rolls. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. Someday spring- we'll, they will love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They will. Yeah. yeah. I think we're getting there. But before we close out, I just have a few questions. Sure. The first one would be, if you're going to have a guest to come over, what's the top five Filipino food you're going to cook for that person? Uh, definitely lechon. Mm. Kinilao. Mm-hmm. Uh, Escabeche. Uh, oh, let's go to dessert. Uh, Brasa de Mercedes. Mm. And Biko. I love oh. Biko. It's my favorite. Yeah. Like, Visayan Biko, you know? Like, oh. Oh, my God. My wife loves Biko. She's like, yo, you got to take it easy on the Biko, man. <laughs> You're like, no, no, it's so good. I'm like, I know it's, it's so good. good. <laughs> take it easy, though, you know? Oh, my God. It's it's so annoying to cook because you're there mixing it for, like, hours because mm. you want the, the rice to cook and it's like you want it to be sticky and nice and, mm-hmm. oh, God. And then they just and eat it in two seconds. <laughs> just eat it in two seconds. When it's cooked well, mm. people just eat it so mm. quickly. And then they'll um, be like, can I have more, please? <laughs> no, it's all mine now. <laughs> so now what I do is actually I make two or one and a half, mm. and the half, I keep it for myself. <laughs> because when we have parties at home, I don't have the time to to, mm. to sit down and eat sometimes, mm. or the appetite to eat. And I'm like, by the end of the day, or by when everybody leaves, I'm like, mm. where's the food gone? Because a lot of them pack it, you know, the babaun, the babaun, in boxes. So I'm like, so where's the food? <laughs> so now I learned my lesson and I put some in a box for me <laughs> so that when everyone leaves, I have something to eat for myself. Hey, I'll see. There's a great, there's a great plan. So yeah, I think we should close out. Last hey. question. What's in store for me this 2022 and beyond? Oh, this 2022, I'm focusing on Baon London. It's a delivery service um, at the moment delivering throughout or within London, um, partnered with a company called Andyne. So I do all the cooking, they do all the delivering and the payment platform and things like that. Um, So I want to focus on doing that and growing it this year. Um, I will also be doing or continuing to do recipes on food with may because i'm i'm proud of showing our food and i want to teach everyone about filipino food i have actually quite a few people who came up to me and said oh i've learned um cooking filipino food with you because what i try to do is um i i try to simplify 
the method of doing it without taking the the, the authentic flavors to it. Mm. It can't always can't be a hundred percent authentic from the UK, but it's the closest you're going to get because of the ingredients available in the UK. So you're just a little bit closer to it, but it's mm. the closest you're going to get to Philippines. Um, uh, spend more time with family. Um, definitely doing more me time this year. Mm. I'm hoping to go away, hopefully on holiday. Um, probably not in Philippines yet, but maybe in Europe somewhere once um, it's complete, it's open in Europe. Um, what else? I want to work on a cookbook as well this year. So maybe, fingers crossed, um, I could do something with that. Um, yeah, those and just have fun. Hells yeah, I love it. I love it. Just live life, you know, you only have one, so make the most of it. That's right. I love it. Again, May, thank you for coming on the podcast. I really do appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. It's been fun, chica chica, with you. Hells yeah. Thank you. <laughs> I hope, uh, I wish we had like some, some uh, lumpia when, oh while we were God. having this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that would have been so. good. And some San Miguel beer on the side, you know? Yeah. Oh, that would be amazing. But thank you so much. You really, really um, captured my attention with your background mm. over there. Because that that actually means a lot to me. That's where mm. I grew up. And that, uh, that actual bridge is where I stood a lot of the time throwing leaves to the, to this, to, to the river because I wanted to... Uh, boat. I wanted like mm. even paper boats. We threw leaves on that. Mm. When a storm comes, the the river rises up. So it's closer to the bridge to where the road is. So we would like throw things on there and just watch it sort of like flow mm. all the way down. So I have a lot of very good memories on that bridge. That's awesome. That means a lot. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Have a good day. It's been a pleasure. Palam. Salamat. Palam. Again, May, thank you for coming on the podcast. I really do appreciate it. Thank you, listeners, for listening. This is Aaron Deliosa for An Immigrant's Life. I'll see you guys later.